0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal
1: impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will end. Happy Monday, Edwin. (laughs) Happy Monday, Andrew. Did you have a good weekend? Very good weekend.
0: Although, you know, I mean, I know it'll be a good weekend on the week this is playing on the air the week I recorded it, my, this last weekend was actually a tough weekend for me because, you know, I had to spend a little time in some real serious, like, prison-selling-my-home quarantine. But I'm over that now. We're good. I'm not sick. It's wonderful. So, 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 so
1: you're telling me that in the very recent past— You had some time where you were feeling like really alone and lonely? I did have a couple of days of feeling really, really alone. Well, I tell you, that just leads in so well to this psalm that we're going to be talking about this week in Psalm 12.
0: Let's do that. In fact, it does. It does really fit well. Psalm 12. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Save, O Lord, for the godly one is gone, for the faithful have vanished from among the children of man. Everyone utters lies to his neighbor with flattering lips and a double heart they speak. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips, the tongue that makes great boasts. Those who say, with our tongue we will prevail, our lips are with us. Who is master over us? Because the poor are plundered, because the needy groan, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will place him in the safety for which he longs. The words of the Lord are pure words, like silver refined in a furnace on the ground, purified seven times. You, O Lord, will keep them. You will guard us from this generation forever. On every side, the wicked prowl as vileness is exalted among the children
1: of man. So one of the themes that we've been saying in the Psalms comes back again, and that is the feeling, the experience of being put upon by enemies on every side and how isolating that is. And yet the psalmist is willing to turn to God. Yeah. So
0: the psalmist feels very much alone. This is not, hey, there are some enemies. This is not my enemies are multiplied. This is like to the nth degree that all there are are enemies. Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. nobody godly, nobody following the Lord. I'm it. I'm alone. And, And you're right. What does David do with that? David takes that to the Lord. David brings that to God in prayer.
1: So the sign of this wickedness is this speech that the wicked are giving away their vile plans by lies, deceit. They are double-hearted and double-tongued. Almost
0: any time this idea of flattery and lying comes up, folks attribute to the time of Absalom because that's what Absalom did. Absalom flattered as folks came into town to Jerusalem. He would stand at the gates and, oh, if I was the one judging your case, I would be on your side. Mm -hmm. And of course, 15 minutes later, the other side comes in. Oh, if I were judging your case, I would be on your side. It's always easy to be the one who's not the judge. Yeah. Because you can act like you would have sided with both sides. And what are they going to know? You weren't the one making the decision. I mean, the actual judge has to say, eh, this one, that one. Right. So so with the actual judge, somebody always goes away upset.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Sometimes both people go away upset because the judgment doesn't go their way. But when you're not the judge, you can always get them on your side. Oh, yeah. I would have just – I would have, everything you wanted, I would have given it to you. Just – you're right. You are so, so right. So a lot of times people will – Put all of these these psalms that deal with the flattery and the lying and the double tongue and the double heart. They'll they'll put all of that in the time of Absalom. It, it does it does bring one to question exactly how much time did David have to write psalms during that <laughs> Absalom rebellion. But. Uh, it doesn't have to be just in Absalom's time. There there were always flattering lips. There were always lying tongues. There were always the wicked that were coming against David.
1: And even if this is David as king, you've got people coming and lying to you, lying to you about their situation, about their suits. I mean, as I'm reading here, verse 1 uh, he's calling for this help or this salvation from the Lord because the godly man ceases. It seems like he's the one that's been lied to an awful lot. I mean, and, and that's a little different than being lied about. You know, Absalom's lying about him. Oh, yeah. But, you know, you have this uh, you know experience where you just, you're getting sick of being lied to and you're like i can't trust anybody (laughs) i can't can't
0: trust anybody and so here we are we're back to that isolation aloneness and that's (laughs) what i see in this psalm here here is a person that in his walk with the lord alone. Mm-hmm. I am the only one who is trying to do this. I am the only, everyone around me is lying, is, is wicked, is mm-hmm. pursuing f- perverse things. It kind of reminds me of the one time in history that that may have been true for somebody, mm-hmm. Noah, yeah. who could look around and say, look, the, the thoughts of every other person around me always continually is for evil.
1: I know when I think about Noah, I have to think about this incredible task of working with his sons and building this ark and consistently doing that day in and day out for like a century and what sort of uh, difficulty or mockery might they have faced, you know, in, in, in undertaking that project. But I guess I often don't reflect upon what a heartbreaking and discouraging time to live even before you're building the ark. Right, I mean, to grow up in an environment like that, to try to live and raise a family in an environment like that, it would be scary. I mean, you you wouldn't feel safe. You couldn't trust anybody. You probably are being wronged. You fear for what's going to happen to your kids. Like, if some evil doesn't befall them in these formative years, well, what kind of people are they going to grow up to be? I mean, it's a horrible environment to be in. The interesting very thing lonely, though, very isolating.
0: Yeah, the interesting thing about that is that. Throughout history, though, there's only been—I mean, I can only think of two that might be able to make the claim that they were really alone. Noah would be one, and that would be a worldwide isolation, solitary, the one who is faithful to the Lord, walking blameless, and has the Lord's favor. You might could put Lot into that category. Of course, we wouldn't say worldwide because Abraham would be— across yeah, the land, but in his, but in cities, his, in his town, right. because of where he chose to live, I mean, his, his, even his own wife, mm-hmm. his wife would not go with him. She kept, look, she looked back right. and his daughters were immoral, even though he got them to come along with him and leave. They turned around and went into immorality immediately. Mm-hmm. His sons-in-law, or I guess maybe future sons-in-law, however you look at that, they wouldn't follow him. Yeah, they I mean, he, in was, the city he was, he was liar. But what I find interesting is David is not the only one that says this. Elijah, remember? Elijah prayed. Where is that? 1 Kings 19. Uh In 1 Kings 19, he's like, it's me. It's just me. It's only me. Um, Isaiah in his prophecies in Isaiah 57 in verse 1 talks about all the godly perishing and nobody cares.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, We've got in Micah chapter 7 verses 1 through 2, again, the godly have perished. And, and, you know, there's nobody else. So we see these things again. But other than those two that I mentioned a minute ago, like Noah and Lot, the, the one thing that ties these other folks together is it really wasn't that way.
1: Yeah. So they were feeling they were feeling mm-hmm. alone and isolated. They're feeling like they're the only person trying to do right. But it was a wrong perception, I think, particularly with. Elijah, how the Lord corrects that perception by letting him know there were 7,000 in Israel who had not bowed their knee to Baal, which means that God had thousands of people faithful to him Mm -hmm. in this country. And yeah, the King Ahab, he was bad and Jezebel and they're leading the country in the wrong direction, but I've got 7,000 people here. You know, you're you're leading a cause, Elijah. You're not the only one that's left. And
0: even during the times of Isaiah and Micah, when when God was bringing judgment against Israel and Judah, there were still faithful people. There were I mean, so the judgment against Judah, you still had the Daniels.
1: Right. And right. the
0: Hananias and Mishael's and Azariah's, otherwise known as Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. You still had those folks. Mm-hmm. You know, so Isaiah wasn't alone, Micah wasn't alone, and and David always had supporters. David was never truly by himself. Right. Right. Okay. So the reason why I'm bringing that up is not to say, well, when I feel alone, I just need to tell myself I'm not. What I'm saying is, look, here are people that even though there were other faithful folks, there were moments where they felt completely isolated and alone. And what a what an awful place to be mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I, I've been there at times. We were joking about this last weekend. Physically, I felt right. very alone. And honestly, there was a little bit of sadness that went along with that. Just, you know, my family's out in other parts of the house and I can't be around them and I, I can't go around people. But but to feel on a spiritual level, like I'm I'm completely alone and it wouldn't matter where I go. I'm just going to be alone. So even though it wasn't, True, literally for them. This is
1: this is how it felt, right? And and I got to tell you, I think a lot of our friends and neighbors around us this particular year have been um, subject to loneliness and isolation and levels they've not known. You know, many of us in our entire lives, you know, because of the sickness, because of the lockdown, because of isolation, social distancing, and all these sorts of things, um, loneliness and the complications that go with that isolation. We're feeling, we're seeing these effects all around us. And what I love about David, um, Elijah, Isaiah, even in times despairing of the loneliness and isolation, they do bring it to God in prayer. They do turn to God first in prayer. And that seemed to allow the Lord the opportunity to open their eyes and help them to understand you're not, you're not alone. Well, so one of the things that I think is happening in our culture, and I really appreciate you bringing
0: it up just to our time and our day, because honestly, until you just said that, I didn't even think about the very specific stuff we've been dealing with through this pandemic. Several months. One, One of the things that I've heard from folks that I've talked to, you know, when I'm asking them, okay, what can I pray for you? What are you struggling with? I feel disconnected. I feel disconnected. Mm -hmm. I feel disconnected. So here's David. What does he feel? He feels disconnected. Now, the struggle for us today is we live in a society and a culture that makes us try to escape the disconnection and the isolation and the aloneness by always having some kind of noise around. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I feel alone, but I'll hop on Facebook and scroll around so that I can maybe escape this feeling of being alone. I'll turn the TV on and there'll be voices and noise and yeah, conversation. It's not really my conversation, but I can I can kind of immerse myself in this world. I can turn the radio on and either listen to music and sing along, or I can listen to the DJs as they banter back and forth and have their conversations. But all of these things are escape mechanisms. They're not actually dealing with what's going on in the heart. What does David do? David doesn't try to escape his aloneness. He actually moves into his aloneness and takes it to God. And so what he then turns around is, I'm going to be alone, but I'm going to be alone with God. I'm going to take my, I'm going to take my alone time and I'm going, to, I'm going to shut out the noise of the world and now I'm just going to spend some time sitting in my aloneness with
1: God. Do you feel like some of this aloneness that is forced upon him? Because what he's talking about is the fact of, look at all this wickedness and these liars. They're the ones that have isolated me. I don't want to be alone right now, but I am. Yeah, I think that's a
0: good way of looking at it. It's this In this particular instance, it's forced on him, kind of like for this year. Yeah, The aloneness yeah. has been forced on us. It wasn't something that we opted for. So, you know, there is the point of saying even when we have lots of friends that we need to disconnect and mm-hmm. spend some time alone with God. Yeah. But what we do see here is when the aloneness is forced on us, rather than just trying to escape it, rather mm-hmm. than simply bemoaning it, well, okay, now here's a ready-made opportunity that's been handed to me to spend some time alone with God. I can mm-hmm. spend some time in prayer, I can spend some time in meditation on God, on his word, I can spend some time in the word. I can spend some time just abiding in the Lord right now because I've been forced into this time of aloneness. Yeah, and so redeem that time instead of instead of cursing it. I think I think perhaps one of the characteristics of maturity is knowing how to be alone. Mm is knowing how to be in the silence, is knowing how to, to take that and take it to the Lord. I think some spiritual maturity is going to be doing that. And we see David here. And so as, as we're wrapping up today, I, I guess the thing I want to take with me and leave with anyone who is listening, look, sometimes we do feel alone. And that is a tough, tough spot to be. And I don't have just some solution to help anybody just snap out of that. But I do know what we can do with that. I can take it to the Lord. I've got some alone time. Let's spend some alone time with the Lord. In fact, as we wrap up here, what are you learning from the Psalms or whatever it is that you're reading? If you're reading something else, we'd love to hear from you. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's spend some
1: time right now alone with the Lord in prayer. Our great God and Father, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this Psalm. As we reflect upon the challenges that David was facing, uh, feeling beset on every side by wicked men and lied to, deceived, he felt alone, Father, and yet he could reach out to you in praise and prayer and in this psalm. And, Father, it has been a devotion of our heart today as well. We pray, God, that we might value the time alone with you in prayer and, and in your word. And I pray, Father, a blessing upon those listening to this podcast today who are, are feeling quite isolated and lonely uh, because of, of difficulties. And perhaps they relate to even some of the difficulties that David's talking to, feeling like those have turned against them. But Lord, Father, you are the, the advocate uh, for the righteous, the savior of your people, the deliverer. Father, when our cr- hearts cry out, Oh, save and we know you that you are the true and only Savior. And so, Father, we pray that you might go with us this day and we would walk in your will for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org.
1: Speaking of a double tar uh, excuse me, double double heart. The sign of the wicked wicked then. Wow, I'm really having trouble talking this Monday morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you've recently even taken us back to <laughs> I mean, you can't do that. Well, well I'm, no, I'm sorry, man,
1: awesome. but I mean my brain Edit Edit this. You know, let me just say this and okay.